What is up? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your road-weary host, Josh Shrinko. I'm in the car by myself about a little less than two hours from uh, the Susquehanna River. Um, I am headed to compete, I guess practice and compete in the Bass Nation kayak event. Uh, got a house with some boys in it. Some, I'm sure if they're not wet, they're going to be wet soon. So, um, for real though, I don't even know who's in this house. Uh, Drew Gregory was the guy who's kind of like facilitated this whole thing. I, I think I know there's a couple more guys, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call out Jeremy Crow first dude was supposed to come and apparently he's like got into dirt biking or something i think it's dirt biking shame on you jeremy you should be here dude come on now no i'm just messing with him because i think he's doing it with his kid so that's um anytime you can pick up a hobby with your child that's you know pretty cool um full disclosure i just got done recording this same episode that I'm recording right now. It's about 20 minutes long. And I, I listened to it uh, back, you know, about 10 minutes of it. And I was, it was too lethargic for my liking. Uh, I did not bring the energy like all wet boys are required to. Um, so I chugged an energy drink and uh, we're going to re-record this bitch. So anyway, so like I said, I'm on the way to the Susky. Um, I'm freaking pumped to go fish for four days. I'm going to practice Thursday, Friday, fish uh, the tournaments of two-day events, fishing it Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I've been on the Susky uh, a total of – this will be my third time this year. Fished it, you know, kind of late summer last year, the Hobie event. Um, and – I'm starting to like feel a lot more confident about um, just my knowledge of the river. You know, I, I think that the river's kind of shrinking for me a little bit in, in a good way. Like, it feels this river is so freaking huge, and there's so much stuff to fish. Like, it's just like overwhelming. And yeah, you can go out and catch fish. Like, for me to go out here and just be like, hey, let's go fun fish. Like, yeah, no problem you're going to catch fish, but if you're like in a tournament and you're trying to find the biggest fish, that is a lot more, lot different than just going out and catching fish. And, uh, I think you have to have some sort of, uh, especially in a kayak, you got to have an ability to like understand where the fish are relating to. And, you know, not, not just like, Oh, there's a big fish spot here, there, or whatever. Just understand like the layout of the river. So like, you know, this is going to kind of, take me to my point about like how I'm approaching it and what the fish are doing right now so this is a weird sort of a weird time it's uh I'm I'm out here looking at the 
kind of rolling hills as I'm driving on the interstate and you know the colors are pretty awesome right now not quite at fall peak there's still a lot of green but it's definitely starting to look like fall um but this is what I would call like early to mid fall and it can be a tricky time of the year because we've had temperatures like consistently in the 80s now I haven't looked out here but I think it's been pretty close to the way it is in Indiana it's still been pretty hot now um if if there are people uh listening to this um that are on their way to the Susquehanna to fish um you know trying to get some inside intel one you're listening to the wrong podcast because I don't know what the hell I'm doing I'm just checking um but if, if you haven't checked the weather, you need to check the weather. Uh, it looks like Saturday and Sunday we're in for some, like, major changes. Um, and, you know, I think weather for anglers, I, you know, throughout my sort of angling career, I viewed weather a lot differently than I do now. And, you know, I used to look at the forecast and kind of fret over like changes, like oh, or like I guess bad weather, like oh, we got a cold front or a storm coming in. And while that can negatively affect fishing, um, I've caught some of my best fish in the nastiest, you know, cold fronts and rain and wind. Now it makes fishing more difficult, especially in a kayak. It's blowing you all over the place, uh, but as far as like just what the fish are doing it's not it's not as bad as what you would think you know the main thing is like looking at the weather ahead of time and one make sure you have the right clothing and that sort of thing but like planning on how to fish is pretty much a uh, exercise in futility so i i don't think you can do that the only thing you can really do is look at the forecast to see if it's changing just to understand that when you're practicing the patterns that you're establishing are probably gonna not hold up um so what the fish are doing tomorrow at when it's 86 degrees out and sunny are not going to be the same thing the fish are going to be doing when they're you know it's 58 and rainy um that's not to say the fish aren't feeding or they're not even going to be better you know more willing to eat it's just they're not going to be doing the same thing this time of year is a little bit of a reverse of springtime so springtime you have these like weather shifts you know inherent weather shifts but it's going from being like colder to warm so you know historically you're going to look for warming trends to sort of kick the fish into like that pre-spawn mode now that doesn't always hold true as we all know but like in a general sense that's what you kind of look for fall is a little bit different because it's reversed so it's warm it's turning cold you know and where in springtime the fish are like pre-spawn that 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 pre-spawn bite that we sort of think of in its simplest terms is the fish are basically preparing for the spawn and feeding up for this stressful period of time where they're not going to be able to feed consistently fall is you know that fall feed bag whatever you want to call it that is the opposite so they're it's the warm getting colder and they're preparing for 
the winter season where their metabolism slows way down and they are feeding less frequently. There's less, you know, sort of available forage for them. Um, now we all know they do feed in the winter time. If you listen to this podcast at all, and sometimes it can be the best for different reasons, but the fall sort of like transition is that's, that's what it is in a nutshell. Now, if for some reason this cold weather comes and let's say the water temp is, you know, 65 right now, let's say it drops to like 59 or whatever in the, in a couple day period, it's probably, well, I shouldn't say it. Theoretically, it would trigger those fish to kind of go into more of their fall mode. So when it's like, you know, 85 and sunny and the water's a little warmer, they might kind of revert to their like, or default to their kind of summer patterns where they're, you know, kind of spread out and that sort of thing. Well, when that cold, you know, weather hits, that's when you start, you know, hearing about wolf packs and fish kind of pooling up and they start getting closer to their, the spots where they're going to winter up and they start feeding around those areas. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of like being optimistic if this cold front comes in, it could actually be a really good thing. Now I did see where it's like 15 mile an hour straight winds, straight line winds with 30 mile an hour gusts. I'm not looking forward to that, <laughs> especially since I didn't bring an anchor um, for this tournament. Uh, so that may have been a mistake and that inflatable Hobie gets blown around like crazy. Um, but we'll, we'll make it work one way or the other. I, I can promise you that. Uh, so my strategy is to go in. I, I do have a couple areas that I'm, I've kind of, um, for lack of a better word, I've learned. And I think there's a couple spots I'm going to focus on testing out tomorrow early and kind of figure out if the right fish are there. Because... Um, um, to win this tournament, it is going to take a sizable bag consistent for two days. Like, you're not going to come out here and catch, you know, 87, 89 inches and think that you're going to win anything. Um, it, this is a 95-plus inch bag if you're going to finish well. I mean, maybe 90 inches might might get you in, like, the top 25, top 20. I don't know. But um, I would guess 95-plus is going to you know, put you somewhere in contention. Um, so, I mean, that's just what it's going to take. And there's definitely those fish in here. If you haven't listened to the previous episode that I just recorded and released, you should listen to it because, um, we had a day where, uh, we had well, uh, well, it was over a hundred inches for sure in like an evening. Um, the fish are in here, trust me. Um, and I didn't have, you know, less than 92, 93 inches any of the days I was here. And that was in the summertime. Um, so it's highly possible that, you know, you could see a hundred inch bag here. Um, definitely possible. Um, so, you know, you just go out here and try to catch, you 
know, the fish the best you can and whatever happens, happens. But you just don't fool yourself into thinking like, oh, I'm on a pattern of 17s. I'm feeling good. Like, that's not the fish you want in this river. Um, really, even 18s, you know, it's okay to maybe have a couple 18 and halves in your bag. But that needs to be like your filler fish, not your kickers. Um, so... I think I just looked, there's about 150 anglers uh, signed up for this, so that's quite the, the field. Um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of guys at the ramp. This isn't going to be one of those tournaments you find this, like, you know, access that nobody else is on. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys here. I, I'd highly doubt if there's, if you'd find a ramp with less than 10 guys on it. So you got to kind of, like, have a tolerance for fishing around people um when I was here last time and it was real low that was really tough just because you know the fish were easily spooked and you know it wasn't wasn't good like you you're trying to be real stealthy at least this time there's a little bit of water here and you know to kind of like break off from the subject a little bit back home it's so low right now it's about as low as I've ever seen it, which is saying a lot because the last three years have been like historically low uh, water levels. Chris and I went out uh, a couple weeks ago and bounced off, bounced my jet off everything in the freaking river. Um, it was it was quite the adventure. Um, we ended up coming back and getting kind of like stuck in the dark and. Uh, I had Chris uh, in pucker mode. On the, he was sitting on the uh, in front of the console on the front deck on the way back, and uh, I'm pretty sure he he pooped his pants a little bit on the way back. So um, it's so low though; it's crazy. Here they've actually had you know decent rain, and there's a, the the watershed is way bigger obviously because the river's bigger, so they've gotten rain in different areas, and it's sort of kept the water levels somewhat stable so i'm looking forward to seeing so i haven't seen water since last you know when i was here a month ago everything's just so low back home um so yeah the strategy coming in is going to be uh you know basically just try to test out some spots thursday friday i'm gonna go somewhere else that i don't plan on fishing for the tournament maybe get a plan b together but mainly just get a confidence presentation so that whenever I you know take off on Saturday morning you know I, I'm I know what I'm going to be throwing at least for the first you know hour or so um, until I eliminate it so uh, when I get to this house here uh, in a little bit I am hoping to get uh, Drew Gregory on so I'll probably do like I'm, I'm going to try to do three episodes here and now my plans for episodes sometimes fall apart when I get distracted or tired or, you know, overwhelmed with preparing or whatever. Um, but I'm going to try to do an interview with Drew and then maybe a couple other guys in the house. If there's anybody there that's worth interviewing, um, talk to them about their pre-fishing strategy. Drew is starting up a new kayak tournament trail called the Kayak Adventure Series. And uh, Achigan is going to be involved with it to some extent and uh get him on here maybe to tease about that a little bit uh, i'm sure he's going to want to come on the podcast officially and do an episode like this winter and really talk about it but i'm excited to hear about that more um 
and then yeah uh maybe string together a couple episodes here that'll uh be in my pre-tournament deal and then we'll po- try to post that before the tournament uh starts um and then i'll probably do a really short episode recapping my day one and uh hopefully post that and then obviously on the way home do like a recap sort of thing so trying to get some content out there for wet boy nation because um we've been you know not putting out a lot lately i I won't say slacking because it's just kind of how we roll we just don't put out a ton of episodes at this point um maybe in the winter time we'll we'll kind of get that going a little bit more but um yeah it's any anytime i have a chance to kind of record some i i will and unfortunately chris is not with me he was gonna go with me and i think i'll let him tell his side of the story but ended up bowing out um so i'm uh i'm i'm running lone wolf for this tournament at least from from the hoosier state so um chris and the boys i think are doing a overnight this weekend so good luck to them boys out there hopefully they tear them up in that like little trickle of a flow wherever they decide to go at at worst they're gonna have a good time camping so i'm definitely jealous of that um so yeah we'll i'm like i said about two two and a half hours from my destination so i'll you know either post this as a standalone episode or kind of tack it on to a couple of the interviews in the house and then i will uh you know hopefully really go out here and make 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 wet boy nation proud that's really why i'm coming out here i'm representing i'm feeling good i'm feeling like uh might make some noise out here not gonna make any predictions or whatever but uh i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna try to represent for my state and for my boys so um anyways i'll uh i'll catch you guys later and um yeah hopefully we'll we'll uh put a, a good interview on the back end of this one See you. All right. Um, so I am on the water. 19 minutes until launch. And uh, feeling very nervous. Um, just to give a quick, like, recap of practice. Um I went out Thursday and tested out my like primary spots that I planned on fishing and I had three twenties, um, a couple 19 and a quarters to go with them. So I'm got a winning bag on Thursday, sort of left my spot, you know, left it alone. And, uh, the spot I know has fish in it. So big fish and lots of them, but it's a small spot. So I'm kind of nervous. I'm going to get there and share it with somebody, but I'm committed to this. So I'm going to that spot and just going to sit, uh, in it all day. And hopefully I get five good ones. Hopefully I get them early. So I'm not stressing and trying to scramble. So, um, it's been a really fun trip so far. We, I practiced on Thursday by myself and just kind of spot hopped a few places and did the whole Susquehanna thing. So the house is fucking awesome. The guys there, um, 
I won't name them right now because I'm sure I'll leave some people out, but all the guys there are really awesome. Been a great group uh, to kind of hang out with and just kind of get to know some new people that I didn't know before. So, um, but yeah, I'm very nervous. I'm in a field of 152 anglers, I believe, and I really, really think I have a shot to win this. If not, you know, just do really well. Um, so I'm, I'm actually less nervous about catching the fish than I am taking pictures of them, if that tells you anything. So, um, I mean, if I get there and I don't catch them, I don't catch them, but, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to catch some. We got a cold front moving through literally this morning. It's 60 degrees right now, and it's supposed to basically stay the same temperature all day. Um, because that as the day warms up, the cold front moves in, it kind of evens it out. So it's about 60 degrees. Feels good though. It's been a great, great weather trip. Uh, we are expecting some rain today and some rain and then a steep drop in temperatures tomorrow. It's going to drop down to 50 or so, um, or actually in the forties at night. So tomorrow might be a different day. I still think this spot I have is kind of weatherproof. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I plan on doing a day one recap with uh, Jeff and Drew Gregory, who's also in the house, and kind of doing a, a little podcast uh, uh, with them. So I'm not sure if I'll include this uh, episode with those or maybe like put them as separate episodes. I'll probably upload the pre-tournament episode tonight. And then, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll just do day one recap with it. Um, but anyways, I'm really excited to fish here, catching big fish. Uh, one of the 20s that I caught on Thursday was an absolute unit. Um, I mean, I don't, hate to say it was five pounds, but it was <laughs> it was close if it wasn't. Uh, I posted a picture up on our story. So um, anyways, wish me luck. Wet Boy Nation, go out here and try to make you proud. Um, second place is not an option. Peace out. what is up everyone welcome to day two of the Bassmaster kayak uh susquehanna event where your boy josh shrinko is in the lead um so i'm uh freaking had a day yesterday um i'm not gonna go into like you know where i was fishing because sort of protected you know spot that I want to keep secret but I'll tell you the juice everything else because this is going to come out after the uh tournament's over but essentially I, I I paddled to my spot and like I was saying in the kind of previous uh precursor before I took off yesterday the spot's very isolated I did get there and had it to myself for the most part there were a couple, couple guys that kind of came up and fished it and then left, and I saw one guy catch a fish, but I think uh, for the most part it was it got left alone, which is good. But um, I got there hoping to catch some fish really early, and that did not happen. It took um, over an hour before I got my first bite, and uh, I had to I had to work for him. I mean, I was literally grinding those fish out. Um, like, it was a, a really, really tough bite. But um, I got, ended up catching, so I caught four 
by about 10.30. So it wasn't as bad as I'm making it sound. You know, so it took me three hours to basically get four fish. And, you know, you get four fish and you're just like, all right, I just need five. 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 Um, and I kept telling myself that. And it, it's one of those things where, like, trying to get your fifth fish, you're, like, running all these scenarios through your head of, like, what if I waste these four fish? Because I had, you know, a really nice bag with those four wouldn't have been first place bag, but I would have been, you know, probably top five. Um, if I would have had like an 18 on the back end and I was like, I just need, you know, just need to catch a fifth fish, fifth fish. And, you know, I'm like thinking about if I don't catch fish, fifth, uh, fifth fish, I'm like, if I'm going to stay and fish tomorrow, like I'm just like running all these scenarios through my head. And then I, it took me, so it was about, I caught that fourth fish at 1030 Um, and I had a, a, um, sort of pattern that I, I established with the swim bait and specifically a a six inch bull shad, which is not something I throw very normally, but I've heard, you know, around that guys are catching them on big swim baits and that's one that I had in my box. So, and I know it's a good swim bait, so I, you know, was throwing it around and I, you know, that's what I caught most of those four I think three of the four came on that on my first four fish well I ended up hooking into a giant muskie and fought it for a long time and really like it was super cool it was the biggest muskie I've ever laid eyes on I I tend to think it was 50 inches I know guys will make fun of me I'm telling you this thing jumped out of the water it was a giant uh I I just all I cared about is getting my swimmate back because I'm like I don't want to get that muskie anywhere near my inflatable. Like I was like, I just, I was trying to back it, back myself onto a little grass Island so I could get out of my kayak and just kind of beach it. And, uh, it, it I, I didn't, I don't, didn't know that muskie does, but like this, they it came completely out of the water, like three times, not the whole thing, but like half the fish came out of the water, jumped straight vertical, like three times. And, uh, the third time it must've hit its gill plate and just nicked it, um, nicked my line and just snapped it, lost the bullshit. So now I'm like sitting on this spot, my one lure that I was like very confident in, um, is gone. You know, I'm looking in my swim bait box and like, I'm like, wow, I don't really have anything like that. So I tied on a big glide bait. I do have some two or three big, um, S waivers, like the big ones. I don't know what number they are, but they're the big ones. And so I tied that on and wasn't getting anywhere. And I was just like, God, this is like, it was in my head for sure. So like I go from 1030 all the way to 1230 without a fish. So two hours and I'm like, keep looking at my watch. I'm like, all right, I have four hours left. I have three hours left, you know? And I was like, all right, I just need to clear my head and so I pulled back on this island and ate a little bar, drank some water, and then uh, I went back in my swim bait box and I was like, oh, I forgot I had this. Uh, it's not a mag draft, it's a mag slow. I, some swim bait guys will know the difference, but um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to cut this glide bait off and tie on this mag slow. And so I did that and, you know, kind of regather myself and went back up to the spot and um it 
it was about 30 minutes of casting that mag slow that I got bit. Finally got my fifth fish, and it was a good one, too. It was like 19. I think it was one of the 19 and a quarters. Um, so, like, it was like I had that fish in my net. It was literally like the weight of the world was just lifted off my shoulders. Um, and I, like, paddled. Every time I would measure fish, I would go over to that. There's an island real close. So I'd go over to that island and drag up on it and measure my fish. So there's, like, no chance that these fish are going to get off. And, um, so I took the picture and, and then I put the fish back and all that. And then I honestly just went like from there, I was like, got on them on that mag slow pretty good. Like I was like catching a decent amount of fish. And I say that I only caught like 10 fish all day, but when you've only caught four, you know, six seems like a lot within, you know, a two, three hour span. So, um, I finally was like, started catching them and, um, uh, I ended up upgrading, I think one or two more times. And then I, uh, um, I caught a couple 18s that weren't, weren't helping me at all. So, um, but yeah, I got done and went back upstream and the flow had actually like increased quite a bit because of some variables. Uh, so it took me like an hour to go back upstream. It was quite the ordeal. Uh, got back up to my car and then obviously, you know, had a bunch of text messages and stuff from people congratulating me. But, um, one, I appreciate all you wet boys out there that are, were sending me messages and stuff, but the deal is not done. I'm sitting here with my headlights shining in the water. Um, I will tell you that the last hour of the day, the, the spot muddied up and I don't, a hundred percent know if it's how muddy it's going to be today, but it could present some challenges. And I don't mean challenges in the fact that like, I won't catch fish, but challenges in the fact that they're not going to be seeing these swim baits that I was throwing. Like, cause <clears throat> swim bait is a very visual take. And if they can't see it, they're not going to eat it. So I'm going to have to be going more towards like a lateral line type of play. So, um, I did go and get a couple swim baits <clears throat> at Dick's and forgive me for going to Dick's people. It's the only tackle shop that was open when I went out, but I did find some bigger swim baits. So I do have a, you know, swim bait tied on and a couple in the hopper. Um, but, uh, I'm thinking Jack Aaron today might be the ticket. Um, and if I get out there and it's colored, like I'm just going to freaking toss a jackhammer all day um and that's just what i'm gonna throw and um try to get five bites that's all i can do it we did have a cold front that moved in during the tournament yesterday and uh it was pretty nasty it was raining uh really windy um and it was cloudy cold um this morning it's it was like 52 degrees on my thermometer i think um let me see here we got 54 so it's not actually as cold as what i thought um but it's windier than it was yesterday which wind wasn't a huge factor for me you know i was on this spot that was kind of protected um but you know it's a change in condition so i you know we do have a rise uh, going on from rain so i you know there's just all kinds of stuff going on and i my point is like when that happens you know, things change and the fish change. So all you can do is kind of like go out there and, 
But so all that said, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go to the same spot today and I'm going to fish. And that's literally all I can do. I'm going to throw 10 freaking thousand casts at the spot and hopefully I get five bites. Um, I'm actually not nervous at all for whatever reason. I figured I'd be, I was way more nervous yesterday. I'm not nervous. Like I'm going to go and just do what I do. And if I don't catch fish, if I don't catch five, then I don't catch five. I'm not going to overthink it and try to like bail. No, I'm going to the spot. I'm going to do the same thing I did yesterday. I know for a fact that there are big fish and lots of them there. I caught two 20s on Thursday. I didn't catch a 20 yesterday. There's big fish there. There's way more big fish. It's just a matter of getting them to eat. Um, So I'm going to go do the best I can for Wet Boy Nation and try to really bring it home and hopefully make you guys proud. Uh, But if I don't and I go out there and I can't find the fish, I'm going to go down swinging. So, uh, I'll catch you guys, uh, probably tonight. We didn't end up recording a podcast in the house last night. I think everybody's kind of tired, but they said they wanted to do it tonight. So, uh, we'll recap with, uh, all the boys in the house and yeah, looking forward to it. See you guys. What is up boys? Um, so... First, I wanted to say I did record a. I screwed up all the like sort of recordings we were trying to do in the house, and we pushed it to the last minute. And I did do a little recap sort of thing for the last day with Drew Gregory, which was a cool episode, but the audio was screwed up. I think Drew didn't hold his mic close enough to his mouth, and he was like super quiet. You could barely hear him. Um, So I wanted to just go ahead and like finish this episode off as like a Josh's tournament diary episode, which, you know, this is, this is the coolest tournament diary I've ever done. I'm not going to lie. Um, for those that appreciate those episodes, like this is a, this is one that, you know, will go down in the record books here, but your boy is a Bassmaster champion. That's right. I won. And I'm sure most of the people listening to this already know that. But I wanted to finish it off because the last recording that I did, um, and this will all be one big episode, uh, which we are going to record an an actual, like, we're going to record, like, a recap episode with Chris, and actually Derek's going to be in on it tomorrow night. Um... But uh, I wanted to finish it off with just, like, kind of what happened on the last day. And I'm not going to go into super great detail, but first off, I want to thank everyone. I'm really close to home right now. I've been driving all day. Um, But thank everyone for the messages and support. I've never won anything this big before. Um, And, like, the amount of, like, text messages and... Facebook messages and Instagram DMs. I still haven't got to all of them. In fact, like, I want to say Instagram. I haven't even looked at yet. Um, Pretty awesome. Um, And I said from the beginning, this is for Wet Boy Nation, and I'm sticking to it. That was was for freaking Wet Boy Nation. So I uh, hung it all out there uh, yesterday, and um, 
man, it, it all fell into place. I ended up having 97 and three quarter inches, which that is a fucking bag. Um, I put that together and, uh, I think I had the highest totals both days. I was told that I set a record, two day record for the Susky. I don't know how accurate that is, but, um, man, I stuck to my freaking guns and I went back to my spot. Like I said, I was going to, and I even, I just listened to the recording the like night before, uh, or I'm sorry, the morning of the second day. And I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I threw a freaking jackhammer all day. Um, luckily from a stress standpoint, I got my fish early uh, or I had five early, I guess you could say. Um, I did uh, the only kind of mishap of the day. And really, you know, the only... F- I guess I did lose a couple fish that I never saw. But this... So I, I hooked it very first fish of the day. Um, I hooked into, and it was a good one, I could tell. Uh, broke my 30-pound braid, and I still don't understand what happened because it didn't break at the knot. I just retied. Maybe I rubbed my line or something and had a nick. I don't know. Uh, but I thought, I was like, oh, well, that was a muskie. And uh, <laughs> about five seconds later, dude, a 20, 21-inch smallmouth jumps out of the water right next to my kayak with a jackhammer hanging out of its mouth. Um, so it definitely was not a muskie. It was a um, huge smallmouth. Uh, but I threw back in next cast, caught an 18 and a half, measured that next cast 20 and a half measure that and then I went um, a little bit between bites and then I caught three boom 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 real quick and I had five before nine o'clock which was so so nice compared to the day before Um, I felt a lot less pressure during the day although I did I think I ended up catching like four more fish but only two of those were upgrades um and, you know, I had, when the leaderboard shut off, I think it shut off around two, um, I had a three-inch lead on Russ Snyder's, and uh, I felt honestly pretty good about that, because unless he had been holding fish back, oh, sorry, I'm tired, he would have had to catch multiple 20s pluses to catch me, and I, I knew that that wasn't likely with the last hour and a half of the tournament, so... I think he did upgrade one, um, one, one of his fish, but he ended up with like 191 and something. So it was pretty freaking unbelievable, dude. I, after the the awards, you know, I got up and gave my speech or whatever, and um, you know, got got my trophy, and they were taking photos and all that. And we went out to dinner with a big group of the people who finished high. Um, definitely some wet boys in attendance. I had a, several people come up to me during the week and tell me that they love the podcast and they're a wet boy, so it was pretty freaking cool to hear that, see that. Um, had a kid ask for my autograph that I don't think he plays smally games, but he said he wants to play when he gets older. Thought that was cool. Um, it was just a neat, it was a neat week. Um, you know, the house 
was super cool. Like, the guys staying in there were just awesome. You know, Drew organized it. Um, but all the guys that were in there that I got to meet uh, were, were just really, really, really cool. Um, I'm not going to name everyone because I know I will forget someone, like, you know, trying to name everyone. But because there was, like, ten guys. Um, but I, I forged some friendships that I think were, are going to last a lifetime. So it was super neat to hang with the group. There wasn't a single dud in the group. They were all freaking awesome. And we uh, had a great time, really relaxed. You know, Timmy Dixon brought barbecue for everybody the first night, and we literally, like, ate that for the rest of the week because it was, like, a huge catering order. So thanks to Timmy on that. Timmy's a good freaking dude. Like, I met him through social media, and, like, he was everything and more than what I expected. So, um, and I think he actually... He was sitting in 15th after day one, and then I think he dropped back a little bit, but I think he was still top 25, if I remember right. Um, Drew ended up getting sixth. Um, uh, you know, and then there was, like, usual suspects in, in the, you know, top 15. Uh, my dad was super pumped that I beat Mike Iaconelli, so I was <laughs> pretty, that was pretty cool. Shout out to Mike Iaconelli for freaking hopping in a kayak and doing that. That's it's pretty cool. Um, I've met Mike a couple times, but he doesn't know me. But um, and maybe we'll have to change that now that we're both Bassmaster champions, dude. You know. Um, overall, though, like just a whirlwind. I, I'm sure I'm gonna be asked to be on podcasts and you know, hopefully, interviews and crap that you know, are going to take over the next week or so, you know, I'll be, be on kind of the rounds or whatever and, uh, looking forward to that. But, you know, for right now, as I kind of get close to home and seeing the sunset, kind of reflecting on the time there, I'm so glad that I went and did that. You know, it, it was neat, you know, seeing, like, my wife got excited, my kids got excited about it. Like, I've won quite a few tournaments over the last, you know, five years, but, like, nothing to the, of this magnitude. And, like, I get pumped for local tournaments and put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, this one was uh, a big deal, though. Um, so, uh, very, very honored to have beaten the people that I beat. Um, but man, I just went out there and freaking did what I did. So like it, it, you know, at, at some point, you know, I think fishing gets overcomplicated, you know, I didn't have a motor. I didn't have, uh, you know, not that you needed, uh, electronics for this one, but I didn't have any electronics. Oh, you know, I was bare bones rig, you know, inflatable, which actually helped me out, um, a couple of circumstances, you know, loading up in certain places and stuff really easy. Um, but yeah, I kind of did it the traditional way and, uh, man, it's so freaking cool. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, fish, fishing was obviously good, you know, but I said this in the Bassmaster thing, but I, 
I caught eight fish on Saturday and nine fish on Sunday. And I'll talk about that more on the pod that we do. I'm going to detail all the fishing and how it played out and stuff. Um, but it was, I had to grind out those fish. It was not one of those, it wasn't one of those tournaments where you're like, God, just like I'm catching so many fish. I'm just trying to find big ones. It was like, you know, you were working for every bite, but every bite was a good one. So pretty cool. Um, I'm pumped about it, pumped to be back home to see my family and, um, back to the real world. You know, I was asked if I'm going to quit my job sell my company and uh, get into uh, pro fishing that's definitely not going to happen Um, it would be awesome but that's not going to happen even though when I was a kid I said that's what I wanted to be when I grew up as a pro fisherman I swear to god Um, that's not going to come to fruition out of this but this is the closest thing I'm probably going to get and you know I will I did get an invitation to the national Bassmaster classic champion kayak championship i'm gonna fish that i have some ace cards in my pocket on that one so we're gonna play all of our cards and try to see if we can't go make some noise for wet boy nation at the freaking Bassmaster classic um but yeah that's all i got uh, appreciate you guys being with me through this whole time hopefully this will be a cool episode you'll kind of see my kind of emotional state throughout uh, the entire journey here and like I said we're going to do an episode traditional episode tomorrow night probably release it on Wednesday so um, anyways that's all I got till next time free the fighter